Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. Hello, welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with me, your host, Adit. It's so great to have you back. If you have been a continued loyal listener, thank you so much for spending your time with me. If you are new to finding my podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have you here. I hope you enjoy your stay. I just want to give some shout out to some countries who are tuning in. I see you every week when I look up my podcast stats. It's just so fun to see you all from different parts of the world tuning in to each episode. Today, we are going to be talking about money mindset. I'm interviewing Jacent who is a therapist, but also a money mindset coach. She has helped millennial women in helping them get out of debt and building a money mindset that helps build generational wealth. So I'm so excited to interview her. So you'll get to hear all about her story, her why, how she even helped herself out of $90,000 in debt in three years. Jacent is incredibly inspiring. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. But first, just going to dive in to say hello to new friends and old friends who have been joining in from Bulgaria, South Africa, Taiwan, New Zealand, Norway, Netherlands, Belgium, Spain, Denmark. Hello, friends in Switzerland and Philippines and Ireland. Nigeria and Kenya, India, Germany, Finland, Australia, the UK, Canada, and as always, where I live, the United States. I'm so grateful for all of you. I hope that you will just take this time for yourself to unwind, go for a walk, maybe lay down and curl up on the bed or couch, get some tea, get cozy, get comfy, whatever it is that you do, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with Adit. I have an amazing guest for you all today, Jacent Wamala, who is a licensed marriage family therapist in Nevada, but she is here to talk to us about money mindset. She's a coach for millennial women and helping them make more money. She's three times her income, and this year is ready to set a goal of six-timing her income, and she's paid down $90,000 in debt over three years. Wow. I'm so glad you're here. I've been excited to talk about money mindset on this podcast. So it's it's, it's just so inspiring to hear what you've been able to accomplish. Um, so I'll pass it to you, Jacent, to introduce yourself to everyone and what you do. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This is my favorite topic. So um, it never, it never gets old to me. I, um, you know, I was born in Uganda, but raised in Las Vegas. So I'm first generation third culture kid. And so I say that because, you know, I, I wasn't born into a wealthy family. I wasn't, you know, I'm not like a Rockefeller or something like that. Um, I'm a regular girl from East Africa. 
um, you know, whose family immigrated to the States. And so um, I, I kind of like to tell a little bit of the backstory just so that people can understand the context of things um, in that, you know, I kind of went through life and did things the way that we were told we were supposed to, like follow the formula, go to school, graduate, go to college, get a job, life is going to be dandy. Right. And so I followed that formula and I was about 24 when I was in graduate school to become a marriage and family therapist. And I got divorced and that came with a lot of guilt and shame and all that fun stuff. Um, And then my father passed away a few months after that. And so um, it was a tough year to say the least. It was a tough couple of years. Um, But at the end of it, probably around 2016, 2017, you know, um, I kind of had a wake up call, which I'm sure we'll get a little bit more into. And that's when I decided I, you know, I need to get out of this debt. And um, when I did that, that's the first time that I had three X to my income was in 2017 after making the decision to um, get out of debt. And so, at this point, four years later, being debt-free now and uh, really, you know, seeking to fill the gap, that void that I see, especially for marginalized communities, for, you know, minority women, millennial women of color in helping to normalize wealth building and earning more and helping other people. I've had clients who have helped triple their own income and whatnot. So now I'm like, okay, well, this seems like it's your area of impact. So really dig into that. So um, I, at this point, have a couple of different things on my plate. In Nevada, I see my clients in private practice, um, working with women of color on anxiety, depression, and trauma recovery. And then I have my online coaching course and community. And that's where I help, you know, millennial women essentially get past their limiting beliefs and, um, you know, seek to reach their earning potential, whatever that looks like for them. So, I mean, to me, I'm like, let's double it, let's triple it, let's get crazy. But I can't decide someone's goals or dreams for them, you know, and just supporting women and being able to live their best lives. We deserve to have all the love, joy, peace and abundance, time, freedom, travel, all of that. And it's possible when you have the right support. So um, that's one of the things I'm really passionate about right now. Wow. Your story is so inspiring. It's so relatable. I I can imagine, you know, folks listening, I myself, just like there's parts of your story that just really, you know, can relate to and identify with. And just being able to hear that and then seeing you on the other side of like being able to pay down debt, being able to, you know, three times, six times your income. It's like, oh, that's possible. You just, it just gives you this, like, you know, I think we all gravitate towards hope and it's like, oh, when you see that you're like, okay, if I can see myself in this person, then that gives me hope that I can do it too. So that's incredible. What an incredible story. And What's your story in terms of um, how you paid down your $90,000 in debt in three years? Like how did, how did that get birth? Yeah. So I, again, it was like 2016, my cousin had gotten me a book called the smart money woman for Christmas. So I think reading that about January, 2017, and one of the exercises in the back of the chapter is to calculate your net worth. And so to me, I was like, you know, Beyonce has a net worth. I think, you know, like Shonda Rhimes has a net worth or whatever, but I didn't really connect that with something that I had um, or that I should pay attention to or know about. And so I think oftentimes all of our accounts are separate. So someone's credit cards are separate than their, than their car payments and their student loans. And we never see all of those numbers together. And so when I calculated my net worth at that time, 
it was negative $70,000. And so I wrote that down on paper and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and so that's where I found myself at a crossroad. I was, I had to ask myself, you know, I can choose to keep going down the path that I'm already on. Um, and we kind of know what that looks like, right? Because it, I was in debt and I was going to be in more debt if I just kept going down that path. And I didn't like how it felt. And then I said, you know, down another path, um, you know, you can get focused and figure out a way to pay it down. Um, and it led to, it's uncertain, like there's uncertainty in that, but you have to take a chance on yourself sometimes. And if, if I wasn't going to do it then, then when was it going to happen? You know, if it wasn't going to be that to jolt me into reality, what was it going to be? And so it's funny because I never ever wanted to go into debt. I knew it wasn't a good idea, but I didn't have a plan in place when I was like an 18 year old, right. To avoid, um, kind of the way society says things are supposed to go. And so, um, it, it happened anyway. And I essentially said, all right, well, when do you want to be out of debt? And I said, uh, it would be kind of cool to be out of debt by the time I'm 30. I was 26 going on 27 at the time. And mind you, I probably, I think I only made like $17,800 in the year 2016. So I had to look up, it was just a lot of rude awakenings. <laughs> I had to look up because I was like, what is poverty level? Cause I think I'm, I think this might be it, you know? So I was living just above, you know, poverty level with a master's degree. And I said, okay, I guess I'm going to have to make more money and I'm probably going to have to like track my money. Cause I was never, I wasn't budgeting either. So I didn't make a budget until March of 2017. And that's when I started tracking, you know, what was coming in and what was going out. And then I said, okay, I'm going to have to make more money if I'm going to pay off this debt. So that's what really um, forced me into a mindset of a place where I started to see possibility as opposed to seeing, you know, dead ends or lack and limitation. And, and that's why I say you have to decide before you actually see the path because, you know, deciding is what makes your brain essentially, right? There's a whole science behind it, but it makes your brain go to town um, to get creative to, to solve the problem. So um, 2017, I started selling a lot of stuff around my house. Um, I started applying for jobs. I didn't get a job that helped me to triple my income until probably September of that year. So it took January to August or September. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and say that it's going to happen overnight, that you're going to, you know, increase your income, but with focused effort, it's possible. And with the right strategies, it's definitely possible. And so I kind of was doing simultaneous things, getting stuff ready to move because my my best friend let me move in with her um, to cut down on the cost of rent. I was living by myself prior to that. So I was just trying to hit it from every angle. And I saved my first thousand dollars. I was doing the saving baby steps that Dave Ramsey um, essentially suggests. And to me, because I'm a therapist, it makes the most sense psychologically because you get positively reinforced by doing these small things and growing and knocking them off the list, right? So save a little bit of money first. You build a little bit of confidence and like, oh my gosh, I can do that. Like I didn't have a thousand dollars saved before that. And then write all your debt, smallest to largest, pay all your minimums, send extra money to the smallest debt, and then cross that off, let that roll over onto the next thing. And so um, that to me, psychologically, behaviorally made the most sense. And that's what I started to do. I mean, 
paying off debt, I went to work. There's no shortcuts. I didn't have an inheritance. I didn't, there was no, there was no checks flying from the sky. Like I went to work. So I worked a lot. I worked like seven days a week for some time. And then I uh, quit that job. I used to work at the county and teach at UNLV and work in private practice. So I left for three weeks for Uganda for a nonprofit trip. And then I came back and I was like, oh man, I need to get a job again, I guess, if I'm going to pay off this debt. So, um, you know, I found another position. And I think that for me, you know, your personal finance journey isn't just about money. It's also a personal growth journey. It forces you to face, you know, yourself and face your hurts and hangups. And some people have financial trauma, you know, money stories that have been passed down, generational, you know, um, wounds that come with money. And so it really does force you into a place of like looking at yourself and how you see the world and, and, um, you know, what you believe to be possible and true for you. And so it was really like spiritual, emotional, you know, mental, physical, all the things in the process of paying down my debt. Um, so it was 2020 that I finished paying it off. And I'm like, wow, who knew that me making a choice in 2017 was going to prepare me for 2020. And that's why it's so important because you just don't know what's going to happen and what's around the corner. And that's why it's really important to get in control of your finances, especially if things aren't, you know, in any situation, if things aren't good, you need to get in control. If things are good, you definitely need to get in control because they're going to get haywire at some point. (laughs) Amen to that. I mean, just, I think hearing like also, you know, back when you mentioned about like having your divorce, your father passing away. It's like, I feel like when, and people, you know, tuning in and um, thinking about, you know, having these moments in life that really bring you to your knees, like you're just in this, in some ways you don't see what tomorrow, how like tomorrow's going to come because it's just, it's so there's so much pain can come with loss and just, different circumstances that life hits us with. And I feel like, like for myself, even this podcast is birthed from loss. Like I had lost my sister, my father, and it was like, okay, well, how can I transform and channel my pain after four years of complete like depression and anxiety? (laughs) So for those who are listening and, and, you know, especially women who around the world, like coming from minority backgrounds, um, women of color and um, historically, you know, that intergenerational trauma, um, the money pain uh, stories that we come from, like we grew up on section aid and on welfare and food stamps. So speaking to that woman who is in maybe a lot of pain right now from whatever her life circumstances are and comes from a mini- minority background and from, a, you know, doesn't see that generational wealth, how does she even begin to sh- begin to shift her mindset, like for you, when, when everything happened kind of all at once, the divorce, your dad, like, how did you start to get yourself up on your feet to take that next step? Like, what was your mindset strategy? If you can go back there and um, share with us. Yeah. And I think like you mentioned, it wasn't something that was just overnight where, you know, just snapped to like, okay, yeah, I, it was from 2014. It was probably like two years, 2014 to 2000. 17. And that's when I I call it the grief storm. (laughs) So um, I was in grief and I was making poor decisions in grief um, because I, I had, that's what I knew how to do at the time. Right. So I think that one of the things that you can do, you know, when you're in this place and you see huh, I I would like for something to change or something needs to change in my life um, is just to forgive yourself. Because I think that 
and be kind and be compassionate because I think that we typically happen to be like our own worst critic. So then we, you know, we come down on ourselves really hard and we talk to ourselves in ways we would never talk to our best friend or would want anyone to talk to our kid or our family members. And so I would say becoming aware of the way we speak to ourselves and don't weaponize anything against yourself. Don't weaponize your past against yourself, your hurt, your trauma, your, you know, financial insecurity, your choices or the choices anyone else has made. Don't use that as a weapon against you because it's only going to draw energy away from you when you really need to be healing, right? Like the, the premise of your podcast is healing. So, um, slowing down to be able to be kind and compassionate with yourself so that you can begin to re-energize and say, okay, what is it that I really want to see happen in my life? And how can I start to entertain the idea of um, possibility and what that might look like? Now, for a lot of people, the place they see in their mind is so far or they think it's so far from where they're at that it becomes discouraging. So to think about like how things could be really great, maybe sometimes becomes painful. But then I say, how do you transmute that into energy that you can use? Because the pain, whether we're conscious of it or not, whether we're aware of it or not, whether we pay attention to it or avoid it is there regardless. So, you know, I say, you know, face it and turn it into something that works in your favor, which means just deciding to commit yourself to the process. It doesn't mean that you're going to know how. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I literally was living just above poverty level. <laughs> oh, I didn't know how, but I said something has to change. And I decided to commit myself to whatever that meant in my life for me. And so I would say, you know, for everyone listening, if you're feeling some inkling, if something's itching and telling you, you know, I just, I'm tired of how things are. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. Uh, I don't know what to do. I do have ideas. Like I am, I am passionate about having an impact in a certain way. I just don't know where to begin that you decide that you're going to commit yourself to the process. And when you submit yourself to that, things are going to start to fall into place. You're listening to this podcast right now. It's not an accident. So, you know, that means send me a DM, send Adit a DM, you know, start doing your own research, come up with a preliminary plan. Um, because when we pay attention to the signs that come our way, they lead us somewhere. But when we ignore them, it leads to suffering and more, you know, um, turmoil. And so I would just say, take it slow, everything like, takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day, um, but what you see in your mind is possible and it's actually already on its way to you. You're just going through the process of getting to that place and all everything you're going through is fortifying you to handle the challenges that you'll have to face when you get to the place that you see in your mind. Because just because you've quote unquote made it doesn't mean that you're not going to experience any um, any challenges or, or growth opportunities there. Mm. I'm like, my soul is just like humming right now. That was so soothing. And I can imagine other um, women tuning in right now are just feeling that same energy. I can only imagine. I'm like, she's an amazing therapist. <laughs> if you're in Nevada, <laughs> you better hit up just that. I don't even know if you're taking new clients, but man, if I lived in Nevada, I'd be like, can you be my therapist? <laughs> but you have courses and you have, um, you've really taken what I really admire about you. Like you've channeled that pain. You've given your yourself time to grieve. I, I love that grief storm. Uh, yeah, I can totally relate. I'm sure others can relate. You might be in your grief storm right now, but really like looking at just that and like how you kind of channeled that grief when you had the time to heal, like 
and work through that and come out and say, okay, now I'm going to do something about it. Now I'm going to take all this pain and I'm going to transform it. I'm going to channel it and, and really step into your alignment of like what that calling was for you, like marrying your passion, your skills together and like birthing something, um, that is a result of like so much pain. And, and so I think that's so inspiring. And I think for it, it's again, looking at the possibility, like you can do this, anyone, like anyone going through a grief storm, you know, feel it, take your time and you'll know when it's ready. Like you said, like the signs are there. I also believe in that. It's like, there's this like spiritual aspect to healing that you just start paying attention to signs, to people, you know, for me, that even sometimes looks like a penny on the floor. And I'm like, thanks dad, like from heaven, you know, like uh, you know, I'll be thinking about something and then I'll see the penny and I'm like, oh, that's my dad. And, you know, whether it's real or not doesn't matter. That's what matters to me as my sign to take the next step to the next thing. So whatever your sign is, I, I love that you mentioned that because it is such a spiritual journey. Where are you at now? And the lessons kind of learned along the way where you're now like living in that truth and it's shifted. You, you just see that noticeable shift for yourself, that lesson, that takeaway. Yeah. I think knowing myself better, if that makes sense, because there are things I didn't know about myself until I got on a budget. <laughs> so, you know, I, I used to be an emotional eater. I probably still am to some extent working through it, recovering here. Okay. But, um, I didn't realize that until, you know, I was on a budget and I went grocery shopping. I have food at home, but I want to stop at Jack in the Box and get some mini churros. You know what I mean? And it's maybe because I had a fight with my ex or because I had, you know, a not so fun day at work or whatever. And so um, learning who I am or who I was at that time um, through the journey was a huge one for me. Uh, getting honest with myself was another one because there's a book called The Lies We Tell Ourselves. I always, I'm like always pubbing it. Um, and what happens is that we don't recognize all these tiny little ways that we practice self-deception that get in the way of us really living authentically. And so it's like, if I feel like, you know what, I have a business idea. I want to start a nonprofit. I would really love to serve in this way. And then the little lies we tell ourselves is, you know, I'm never going to be able to make that happen. Or I'll start working on it next year. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a bad idea because so-and-so is already doing something like that. And, and so we lie to ourselves to justify, you know, why we can't take a step or why we, we aren't continuing to seek to live more authentically. And when we get radically honest with ourselves, it shifts us from a position of, you know, incapability to influence in our own lives. Cause a lot of people feel like outside circumstances are controlling their, their situation. And it's not because anything is necessarily your fault, but when you take ownership and responsibility of your contributions and your pieces and my mindsets that have gotten in the way of me moving forward, regardless of the outside, then I can say, let me work from within. Even if I can't control, you know, the outside, I can control certain parts of my experience and, and ways I'm seeing the world and the work that I am or am not doing. And so I think those were huge takeaways for me where just, I learned who I was on a deeper level and I got honest with myself on a deeper level, which helped me to be honest with other people. It helped me to show up more honestly, as opposed to feeling like I needed to conform or feeling like I needed to fit in or feeling like, you know, um, I couldn't be myself in certain rooms. So that was, those were like two of my huge takeaways that just, you know, come to me now. Just girl, I could talk to you all day. Like, 
<laughs> this has been such a fruitful conversation. I'm so appreciative for your time, for coming on. I know you have courses. I know you have services to offer for folks who are not only in Nevada. So what does that look like if someone is tuning in and they're like, okay, I, I'm, 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 I need to get a hold of Jacette. I need her courses. I need her services. What do you offer and where can people find you? Yeah. So, um, the most place that I'm active is Instagram and that's just gems, J A C E N T gems, G E M S just gems on Instagram. That's also the name of my podcast, um, which will be ramping up again here in the spring where I talk about all of these topics, um, as well. And so I would highly suggest, you know, when you come and find me on IG that you shoot me a DM and let me know that you're interested or want to learn more. Um, I'll probably DM you first because to me, I, I treat my internet space kind of like my home. If someone's coming to my house, I want to greet them. And if you come to my house, don't come to my house and not greet me. Okay. That's rude. And maybe a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> but I'll probably catch you before you catch me unless Instagram is being a hater. So, you know, I have a couple of staple options for, for clients to work with me. Um, I do have my money mindset makeover, which has helped people, you know, um, transform their money mindset, save 500, $700, $1,000 in the first 30 days and really start to look at money differently. And in that we go over, you know, the functions for financial success. Um, we go over mindset, budgeting, saving, increasing your income and motivation, right? Because we could know something, but kind of get stuck because we, we don't practice consistency or we're unmotivated. So I hit those six things. And that's a six-week program um, that my clients absolutely love. And then I also have um, a couple of other uh, tiered experiences, like the Win With Money series, which is more economical. Um, and then actually right now I'm in the Increase Your Income series. So we're talking about how to essentially tap into your earning potential and that's my group coaching program. It's a mastermind where we've got, you know, women really just bringing their ideas, bringing their fears. It's nice that I'm a mental health professional because then we can talk about building a business, a profitable business from the get-go, you know, um, and be able to embrace that there's this thing called imposter syndrome that we're dealing with self-confidence and whatnot. So I think it's a little bit different than other programs about building a business because we embrace those pieces and you take your whole self into the work that you do. So it's not just for anyone that's starting growing, scaling a business, but really for anyone who wants to level up in the corporate sector as well. And um, that group coaching program is, is my new baby. I absolutely love it. Teaching people negotiation skills, communication, pitching, all that fun stuff from a psychological perspective um, is really, really fun. So that group coaching program is new and it is fire. It's also a book club and every course that, you know, you purchase with me comes with my community. It's not on Facebook. Okay. So it's not going to be like teachable and Facebook. No, we're all in one place. Um, and the community is so supportive. I vet everybody myself because I can't have no BS, no below standard behavior. And if you're interested, shoot me a DM. I would love to chat with you to see if it's a good fit and just cheer you on from, from Las Vegas to wherever you are, um, you know, through the internet. I call myself an, an online cheerleader. <laughs> so I would love to connect. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, and what I really want um, to acknowledge here too is like, well, one, I'm biased because I'm a therapist too. And I'm like, oh, you're a therapist and you help with like money mindset um, strategies and you infuse kind of all of this together. But what I really want to acknowledge is like for 
for me, and I imagine other people can relate to this too, but thinking about like, who's done this already? Like, who do I relate to? Like you've, you've done it already. And it's like, that's who I want to learn from who do, who's walking their talk. Like, I don't want to hear how you came from generational wealth and like you made all this money and now, okay, no, I need someone who has an immigrant story, who comes from a minority background, who hasn't had um, money growing up and then has built their generational wealth and like is doing the work still. And now they're teaching others who, you know, are just beginning. And, and so what a gift to give yourself to invest in, in the, in your services. Um, so, uh, I'm going to look into that for myself because I'm trying to heal all my money wounds. Like I said, I'm trying to be the first millionaire for my family. Um, so it's going to happen. God's will in our, in my lifetime for my nephews. Um, so thank you so much for being here, just for doing the work that you do and putting, you know, your heart and your passion and your skills all together. And it just, it just shines. It comes through. It's like so authentic and real. It's like, yeah, that's who I want to work with. So is there something left on your heart intuitively that you, we haven't said yet or spoken about that you would want to leave listeners with as we end? Yeah, I think something that I posted recently um, that kind of comes back to me is like, you know, be proud of yourself, even though even if no one else is. And sometimes we don't hear that from our parents. Sometimes we don't feel like we hear it from our teachers or who we want to hear it from, if that makes sense. But if we haven't heard it from who we wanted to, like, how can we teach and say it to ourselves and show ourselves? And so, and if no one has said it to you this week or today or this month, you know, I'm proud of you, even if no one else is, even if you aren't just yet. And hopefully, you know, you get to a place where you can be proud of yourself and how resilient you are and how, you know, capable you are and the things that you have been through and um, continue to, to persevere regardless. And so if no one has said that to you yet this week, this month, this year, then let me be the first genuinely to say, you know, I'm proud of you if no one else is. And I want you to be proud of yourself um, if you feel like no one else is. Wow. What a beautiful way to end. Thank you so much, Jacent. I have left um, also all your information in the show notes. So be sure folks to head down there and click on the links and connect with Jacent on Instagram. And thank you so much for your time, your work. Uh, It's been a pleasure to connect with you. It really is such an honor. Thank you. Thank you.